All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. What up, note to self listeners? We're back with number two of our five-episode series on what you, me, nature, and a little technology can in fact do to save our planet. I'm Anoush Zamarodi, and note to self, whale poop is really important. Yes, whale poop. If you're listening in order, you know that part one was about air conditioning. Whale poop is the hero of this mini-episode. Plus, bonus, just saying those words out loud will make you laugh like a little kid. Come on, just say it. Whale poop. Okay, so let's talk about it and some other more serious environmental terms with our guide. The science curator for TED, contributor to Scientific American, and author of The Unnatural World, the wonderful David Biello. Okay, so let's talk about these two terms that I've been hearing, and I'm wondering how far-fetched they are because they sound pretty crazy. Ocean fertilization and engineered weathering. Is this like the talk of the environmental tech community, David, (laughs) or are these just far-fetched, ridiculous things that science writers are sprinkling into their articles? (laughs) It's a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, It's definitely, so far, a fringe activity. Okay, what is it? Fill us in. Yes, so this is basically farming the ocean. So back in the day, there were a lot of whales out there, and whales poop a lot. Which is great if you're ever talking to a fourth grade class. They love to hear this explanation. I have to admit I'm kind of laughing inside. Go on. (laughs) So that poop brought a lot of iron and basically fertilized the oceans so that algae would bloom. Oh, so it's like compost for the ocean. Exactly, exactly. The same way that a herd of bison moving across the plains fertilizes those grasses that then— They eat, so it's this kind of closed loop. It was the same with the whales and the krill and the algae. But, of course, humans got rid of a lot of the whales, and so they can't— supposed to be optimistic here, David. Yes, and the whales are coming back. Okay, Okay? that's good. The whales are coming back, which is a good thing. Which means their poop is coming back. Which means their poop is coming back. But they're still not kind of at that historical abundance. Okay. So the idea is, let's cut the whales out of it, and let's go out there and fertilize the oceans ourselves. So on a broader scale, you get these massive algal blooms that you can see from space. This happens naturally. It's a part of kind of the natural system of life on this planet. And we should be thankful for that because Uh it's responsible for a lot of the oxygen that we breathe. This has been going on for billions of years. And the idea here is to kind of replace some of the function that the whales were serving in fertilizing the oceans just by doing it ourselves, by kind of dusting the waters with more iron where the waters are iron poor. 
but not feces. We're not talking about like diverting nope. the sewers into the nope. oceans. No, or no, we're not. Like we're not talking about that. The idea here is to fertilize places where the ocean kind of mixes naturally because there are high winds. So off Antarctica, where there are these things called gyres, they're basically moving whirlpools. You dust these waters with iron. You get plankton blooms where there were no plankton blooms uh-huh. before, except maybe back in the day when the whales were around and we weren't around to watch. And these plankton bloom. They suck CO2 out of the sky because they're plants. They're microscopic plants, but they suck a lot of CO2 out of the sky. There's too much of the bloom for all the little animals to kind of eat it all. So it sinks to the bottom, and that carbon is essentially buried forever. This is why we have oil, basically, right? Because the algae settled down, formed a layer on the seafloor. That layer eventually got buried. We're trying to replicate that process. We're trying to short-circuit geology, basically. Are there people taking off in planes with, like— bottles of iron from Whole Foods in the back and sprinkling them around? Like, are people Not even yet. doing this? Not yet. There are people doing this. So on the one hand, there are the scientists who are trying to prove exactly what works, what doesn't work, what we're trying to kind of maximize. If you're looking to maximize carbon burial yeah. and you want certain types of plankton to bloom, okay, actually the hard-shelled plankton, if you can believe it, there are plants with shells out there in the no, ocean. No, I didn't know that. That's yeah. beautiful. And they are beautiful. Okay. They come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. They're truly beautiful organisms. So you want those hard-shelled ones to bloom because those are the ones that the animals obviously find harder to eat. Yep. More of them settle to the bottom. You get more carbon burial. Okay, so that was ocean fertilization. Yes. What's engineered weathering then? So engineered weathering, this is how the planet takes CO2 out of the air naturally. It's The problem is it just takes millions of years. I sort of thought, okay, we have rockets or missiles that could go up and stop nuclear warfare. Why can't we have rockets or missiles that go up and put up a shield against the sun to protect us? Oh, that is that is another thing. That's, that's co- another thing? Yeah, that's a whole other thing. That's like, But it's a thing. It is a thing. Okay. So there's everything from putting a fleet of satellites in orbit to reflect away more sunlight to kind of hazing the sky with sulfuric acid, actually, that would reflect away more sunlight. The idea here being to stop sunlight from coming in so that it can't be trapped as extra heat. Like a visor for the planet, sort of. Exactly. A shade, if you will. (laughs) If you will. It it really is a shade (laughs) for the planet. The problem with that being you're not addressing the underlying problem, which is too much CO2 in the atmosphere. So once you start doing that, you can never stop. Oh. Until the CO2 is gone. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to play out the scenario in my mind. It's 100 years from now. Things are really, really not looking good. And this entrepreneur is like, well, we've been telling you, we got this shade thing here. You ready to finally buy the shade? Yeah. And yeah. then they're like, oh, fine, we'll do the shade. And then that's yeah. what happens. And yeah. we pay a private company, I guess, billions that, of dollars by all the governments who finally decide we blew it with Paris and a million other accords. And now it's time to invest? That is the worry, right? That we find ourselves in exactly that predicament. And there are all kinds of unknown side effects from blocking sunlight, as you can imagine. It could be good for plants. It could be bad for plants. There may be, We don't could, know. We don't know. It could be good for the atmosphere. It could be bad for the atmosphere. And here's what's really insidious about the solar sunshade plant. It's the cheapest one. Oh, no. Yeah. So basically, you know, your favorite billionaire, whether that be Elon Musk or Warren Buffett or whomever. Richard Branson. Yeah, pick, pick your favorite. Mm-hmm. Richard Branson is a great one because he already has a fleet of jets. Oh, So right. he doesn't have to buy one. Uh-huh. Basically could put canisters of sulfuric acid on their jets, fly up to the stratosphere, and start doing this tomorrow. It would cost— 
probably billions of dollars, which sounds like a lot, but compared to other global warming solutions, which are essentially trillions of dollars or the complete reordering of the global economy, that looks pretty cheap. And so the temptation is- I can see it. It's right there. Yeah, right? I mean- All and, the time. And what do we like in America? We like instant gratification. That's right. Now that said, we probably want to look into the side effects of the sunshade, right? It would be kind of a hazier. The sunsets might actually be a little bit more beautiful. You know how the smoggy sunsets yeah, kind of have gorgeous, those- Yeah, yeah It's kind it's of like shame. that. But you wouldn't get the blue blues of a gorgeous- cloudless day. That would be gone. I'm going to say that the tip on this one is making a contribution no matter how small. Well, this is really about the hard work of coming together and deciding what we are actually going to do about climate change. And what we need to do is emit less CO2 and work on pulling back some of the CO2 that we have already emitted. That's going to take things like the Paris Accord, but it's going to take much more as well. And so the tip on this one is, hey, get out there and vote. It actually matters. All right, so that one got a little depressing at the end there. But if you just say the words whale poop, you will feel better. And the point is, there is still action to be taken. Keep listening for more. Three more segments to go. More optimism, more tech solutions with all their trade-offs and a lot more weirdness. Whale poop. The hard-shelled plankton that we mentioned. Never thought I'd say that phrase. Anyway, we're going to put some links to it in our newsletter so you can check them out. We are supplementing these episodes with recommended reads all month in that weekly newsletter. You can sign up anytime at notetoselfradio.org if for some weird reason you're not signed up already. Otherwise, I hope you are savoring your summer, the earth, maybe also some boredom. Speaking of, (laughs) that for a segue, we are just a month away from the release of my book, Bored and Brilliant. You can pre-order it, maybe the paperless version or the audiobook, and learn more about it at manoushz.com. The Note to Self team is Jen Poyant, Kat Aaron, Megan Cunane, and Joe Plord. Many thanks to Matt Boynton for his help, too. Note to Self is a production of WNYC Studios. I'm Manoush Samarodi. Black hole sun won't you come and wash away the rain black hole sun won't you come won't you come black hole sun won't you come black hole sun black hole sun <laughs> 